Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco. Or perhaps a burrito. Photo Taco! Hey everybody, welcome into another episode of Photo Taco on the Improved Photography Network. I'm your host, Jeff Harmon. Thanks for spending a few minutes of your day with me. Sorry for the delay of the episode again this week. That's two weeks in a row that I had to kind of delay the episode. And it's because the plague still has a bit of a hold over me, as you can probably tell from my voice. Uh, So I'm sorry for that. I hope that the uh, episode this week will still prove to be pretty helpful and that uh, you enjoy it. The episode this week follows on a little with the previous episode where I talked about the annual top 10 process I find so helpful to continually improving my photography. I want to talk this episode about breaking out of your comfort zone as a way to both improve your photography and perhaps expand your marketing or at least social media following. Now, before diving into that topic, I want to say that I am loving the top 2016 photos that are being shared in the Photo Taco Facebook group, which remember you can get to by going to facebook.com slash groups slash Photo Taco. But I would love to see you share them for the world to see and not kind of hide them on our Facebook group. So as you post them to Instagram in particular, tag them, hashtags, Photo Taco and Top 10. So that's Photo Taco, all one word, squished together, hashtag Photo Taco, and hashtag Top 10, all spelled out. So T-O-P-T-E-N, squished together, but no numbers in there. And let's get those noticed and let's spread the word about how to get this exercise going and how valuable it is. In fact, if you want to, I'd love to also have you tag at Photo Taco Podcast on your image as you post it to Instagram. That way I'll get notified and be able to see your images without even having to search the hashtags. So that'd be great. Love to see them. Keep them coming. Love the top 10 photos, people. Let's do it. You're going to see mine posted to my personal social media account starting January 1st. So you can look out for that if you're interested. All right, now let's talk about my recent experience getting out of my comfort zone and how it's helped improve my photography. If you've been listening for a while, you know that I started into photography to take photos of my kids. My kids were growing up fast. I wanted to be able to capture them doing their stuff without getting these blurry results. Soon after getting my Canon 60D and figuring out how to use it a little bit, not only did I really have fun capturing my kids, but landscapes quickly became an easy emphasis for me. I found joy in getting to some destination only to find that neither my point-and-shoot camera nor my phone could really do justice to what it was I was seeing in real life. So I started taking my fancy camera with me on those excursions, and it was wonderful. No expectations, no pressure to get a shot. I was shooting for me, and I was learning a lot, and I was making progress. But like so many photographers, as I improved and the shots I shared got noticed on social media, people asked what I would charge to take their family portraits. That first time doing a paid family portrait shoot, it scared me to death. I was super nervous and worried the whole time that the results wouldn't be what the family had hoped for. My prices reflected my lack of experience, so that really wasn't the concern and that really helped. But it wasn't just the cost of the people paying me to take their photos. It was understanding that this was the family was counting on as capturing their moments, their being together. Having done my own family portraits, I recognized that and felt the pressure of it because it isn't easy to convince all the members of your family to come in together, to smile, to behave, and to be pretend like they're interested and care about taking family photos. I know how hard that is to work through. And I was worried and scared to death that 
they'd go through all this effort and then they'd get back results that they just didn't really care about or they didn't really appreciate or like. And, you know, going through that my first time was way outside my comfort zone. And as I look back at the results now and see how much it helped me to grow as a photographer, I learned a lot of technical things about how to get good portrait shots, how to do better with lighting and how to post-process them and how to deliver them to the customer. I don't know that I ever would have even tried flash if it wasn't for starting to do the occasionally occasional family portrait shoot. From there, I expanded on the portrait shooting gigs. I accepted a short notice family portrait session where a family was getting together for the first time in many years and would only be together for two days. Well, that turned up the pressure some for me. I agreed to do the shoot because I knew they literally had nowhere else to turn given the situation and it went pretty well. I learned more and gained more confidence. I'm to the point now where I am as comfortable shooting family portraits as I am with the complete lack of pressure with landscapes that I shoot only for me. And as I talked about that in the last episode, going through an annual top 10 process every year can help you do a really honest self-evaluation of how you're doing year over year. And as you do that, I encourage you to look for a way to break out of your comfort zone over the coming year. Let me give you another example that I've taken over the past few months here late in 2016. I invited Sharky James to do a photo taco podcast with me about shooting sports. And to that point, I'd shot my kids playing sports and had few pretty fun shots coming from a, you know, a parent observing their child playing in sports. The kids liked them and it was fun, but I'd never tried to obtain media credentials or shoot any kind of sporting event as a photographer and not as a parent. Now, doing that podcast episode convinced me this was the next thing I should do to challenge myself and grow as a photographer. We did that episode just before the football season here in Utah got started, early fall of 2016. And as I was prepping for that podcast with Sharky, I reached out to several contacts in my local area to see if I could get media credentials to shoot football for the local high school. They didn't get back to me during that week. We had the podcast. I talked about it. But a week or two later, they said they already had a team photographer for, for football. I struck out. I then tried to contact someone of, uh, some of the sponsors of the football team. Tell them if they were would get me media credentials, then I'd provide them with shots with their logo on it or whatever advertising they'd want for free of charge. Just wanted them to help me get the credentials. Nobody responded by email or to phone calls. I was super disappointed. I guess maybe it was I just didn't have enough big enough name as a photographer in my local area for anyone to be interested in it. I, I don't know. I wasn't sure how to even overcome it. Well, the football season went by and I didn't get to shoot any games. I was really disappointed because this was something I was deliberately trying to do to expand my experience and get out of my comfort zone, do something different so that I could learn more about how to use my camera and how to get better as a photographer. As the season came to a close, an opportunity presented itself to get a very similar experience and break out of my comfort zone with shooting sports. And I wish that I had thought of it myself rather than just landing in my lap, but it kind of just happened. And I'm hoping by sharing the experience, it might be one option that you can have if you have a similar interest in breaking out of your comfort zone by shooting sports. So if any of you are interested 
you, you can probably do the same thing. And we'll talk about that in just a second. So what happened was I had a neighbor with two boys on the basketball team at the high school in my area. And she's one of those awesome sports moms who loves to see her kids do well and whatever they choose to do. She volunteers. She gets really involved with their activities. And so she's like one of the team moms or something. like I don't know what the official title is, but she's uh, heavily involved kind of as an organizer for the team. She helps with the boosters. She helps do real, really all the things that coaches don't have time for or don't want to do. And she heard that I wanted to shoot sports and said she thought she might be able to get me credentials if I'd be willing to shoot for the basketball team. I didn't plan on shooting the basketball team. It was the football team I had thought of, but it's sports. It would be high action. It would be challenging. It would be uh, you know, needing to understand how to do focus, it would be probably low light. I had never shot in the high school gym, but I had imagined it would be pretty low light. And I said, yeah, that would be great. Let's, if you can give me credentials, I'd be happy to shoot the basketball team. Within a week, she had me credentials. That was awesome. I was so excited. thought, okay, this wasn't exactly what I had aimed to do. It wasn't exactly what I wanted to do, but this will work. This will break me out of my comfort zone. I have certainly never shot high school basketball. And I'm sure I will get a lot of the same benefits that I would have had had I uh, got credentials to shoot football. So now came the pressure again. I never shot sports with anyone but my child. And these games would happen and I wouldn't get another chance to do well. You can't do a do-over, get those two teams to go play again. And I most certainly would make mistakes and mess things up and disappoint people. It was a lot of the same feelings and self-imposed pressures I felt when I did my first few paid family portrait shoots. Now I'm very convinced now that's good pressure to feel. And getting through that is a very good reason to consider taking on something that will help you break out of your comfort zone in some way. It doesn't have to be sports, but find a way to do that. Now, so the first task was shooting the team photos for the yearbook. That was actually something I'd not even thought of when I thought I was going to go shoot football games. When she asked me about being the photographer of the basketball team, I didn't even think about that she'd want me to shoot team or uh, photos of the team for the yearbook. And I've never done yearbook photos either or real team photos. I'd mocked up a team photo for my son's junior jazz basketball team when he was nine years old. But it was only for him and he'd love anything he was in and anything I do he'd like and so there was no, not really any pressure there. But as I thought through it, this was really no different than a family portrait. They'd be wearing basketball jerseys and want to look through tough in the photo. But it's really no different than taking a portrait of a pretty large family. So I got some confidence thinking through that. But when the day arrived and as I was headed over to the school with my gear, boy, the butterflies were fluttering just as they were when I first was traveling out to do a family portrait shoot. I walked into that gym and my wife and I took over like we knew exactly what we were doing. We were faking it. We got them posed like you see in so many basketball team photos. And I came away with some good shots. It was made more challenging when I heard a few days later that a person that was supposed to be in the photo wasn't. They didn't come. They didn't know about it. So we scheduled another shoot. Thought, okay, well, we can do this again. And then at that second shoot, we had two people who were in the first one that didn't show up. So I still had no photo that had all of the people who were supposed to be in the team photo. And I ended up having to composite the one person that wasn't in the first shot. And I even made it through that. It was tough. I was worried about it. But it was a good thing, a good experience too, and I made it through it. You know what came of it? 
Everyone loved the photos. The team moms were super excited to get something better than the student photographer who was learning how to use the camera was able to the year prior. The photos were far, far from perfect. I'm not saying that I managed to go make something excellent on my first try at something. I learned a lot, again, about the lighting in the gym. and I will definitely try some things differently the next time, if there is a next time. But the pressure I applied to myself was way more than any of the pressures or expectations from the team. Similar to how the results were for my first family portraits, they were thrilled to get the photos I gave them. Next challenge was to shoot a scrimmage. It's a time when the team comes and they play each other and they're just introducing the school to the team and having kind of a, a pep rally or an event to get the school excited about the basketball season. And I wanted to get some action shots during that scrimmage that I could use to create something I'm calling game day photos. Got this idea from seeing game day posts on social media from the local universities here in Utah. They'll put out uh, sort of advertisements about the games. And they had these really cool shots where they had uh, composited players in you know action poses or tough looking poses and then information about the game, where it was, when it started and so on. Had the logos there, the colors. I thought I could do that, I can replicate that. And when I publish these things, I can put my logo on there, my jsharmanphotos.com logo, so that they could know where the photos came from and who did them. And maybe I could uh, start a hashtag thing. So I did a hashtag Go Mustangs, which is the, the local mascot for the schools, the Mustang. And uh, I thought, well, I'll try this out. I'll see, see what happens. If nothing else, I'll enhance my compositing skills. I'll figure out how to take a, an action shot and convert that into a game day photo. But first, I had to go get those action shots. I had to have something that was there. And I was really worried because having shot in the gym for the team photos for the yearbook, I knew the lighting was really pretty low, like a lot lower than it is even in my house. Well, at least for action shots. And I knew I, in order to get the fast enough shutter speed to actually kind of freeze the action, I was going to need to get into some ISO ranges I really am not comfortable using with my Canon 7D Mark II. I knew I'd have to go about 3,200 to 4,000 on the ISO, and that's really super noisy results. So I spent some time before the scrimmage learning how to use the focus for sports. I'd used the focus system to do that with my kids, but that was mostly soccer and basketball. It moves a lot faster than that. On the other hand, the scrimmage, on the way over to the scrimmage, again, butterflies. Big time. I walked in, did my best to act like I knew exactly what I was doing, flashed my credentials, felt really cool doing that, got down on the court and settled in at the baseline where the boys were warming up. And I started to fire off a few shots to get a, a feel for how I was going to do this. Scrimmage started, I was shooting, things looked super good on the back of the LCD screen. But we all know how that screen lies. So I was really nervous when I went home and pulled the shots off the memory card and imported them in the Lightroom. You know what? Yep, the shots were super noisy. Well, I knew they would be. Shooting at ISO 4000, yeah, it's going to be noisy. I applied some sharpening and noise reduction, and while I wasn't super happy with the results and really wished that I had a better option to get uh, lower ISOs, they were much better than what the team had before, and they were, again, super excited just to have some action shots of the boys. I learned a ton, specifically how much fine-tuning I need to do with the autofocus to get sharper photos. But as I used those shots to create game day photos over the next several weeks, well, I really became happy with them. They turned out better than I even, even had thought. And 
to put on top of that, what I got was a little unexpected result from breaking out of my comfort zone. My social media presence kind of blewed up. It blewed. It blew up compared with what I had prior to shooting any basketball. I talked a little about it on the Improved Photography Roundtable podcast episode 204, but my photography business page, which was where I was sharing these game day and other basketball photos, it had a 700% increase in exposure. Now that, granted, it started from a very low point. So 700% of like, you know, almost zero is a lot. <laughs> but but still, I gathered, I got a lot of results and, and it went up similarly on Instagram as well. The, and the best part is the reason that that increased, I'm confident most of the exposure is to people in my local area, people who care about Harriman High School basketball. And now they've seen some pretty decent photos connected with my name and my business in this area. So I'm expecting to have that really help. And as I record this episode here in late December 2016, I shot my first actual basketball game last night. Again, the photos were super noisy. And again, that really only seems to bother me. Not one person has mentioned that they look noisy or uh, not as sharp as they could be. Not, not at all. The moms of the basketball players are beyond excited about the shots. I have had inquiries about senior photos now and some sessions set up for early next year. I'm learning a ton about how to use my camera in ways I have never needed before, and I feel better prepared to take on challenges presented with the photography I feel like I know pretty well in landscapes and portraits. So, you know, shooting sports may not be the thing that you choose to do to break out of your comfort zone. Maybe it'll be macro, maybe it'll be fashion, maybe it'll be landscapes or portraits and because you haven't done those. If it is, even if your high school football or basketball teams already have photographers, I bet at least one of the women's teams at the high school does not. And you could replicate my experience quite a bit there. So go check that out. Go try that if you're interested in doing sports photography. Find one of the teams at the high school that doesn't have a photographer and volunteer to shoot if they'll give you media credentials. It will stretch you. It will help you to grow. But regardless, if you don't want to do sports, whatever it is, after you choose your top 10 photos from 2016, take a look at them and think of something you can take on in 2017 to break out of your comfort zone and get something new and different in that top 10 next year. All right, that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope that you will consider breaking out of your comfort zone in some way in 2017, and I'd love to hear as you do that what it is that you took on and how it went. As a quick reminder, you can suggest topics for the show through the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash phototaco, like I already talked about, and through Instagram by messaging at phototacopodcast or through email where the address is phototacopodcast at gmail.com. No question too basic or too complicated for the show. I think next week I will get back to answering a listener question. If I don't know the answer to the question, I'll see about bringing on an expert guest on the show to go through it like I did with Sharky and sports photography. Don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the Improved Photography Network, Portrait Sessions, Tripod, and Improved Photography. They are awesome podcasts. I listen to them, even the ones that I'm not on. I listen to all of those podcasts. They really help me and my photography. Also take some time to head over to the mothership, improvephotography.com. There's constant articles, news, gear, 
other photo tip articles from a lot of really, really good photographers who have some fantastic ideas. I benefit from reading those as well. It is the best way to improve your photography. The views expressed on this program by independent host guests and callers do not necessarily reflect their views of Improved Photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a commission is earned. Olay!